anticipating a rough and tumble game, Steelers, Titans, business as usual. Um, our senses are heightened because it's Thursday night ball. Um, we got to do a really good job of putting together a plan that's appropriate. And when I say appropriate, I mean uh, we better do things that we can handle. In some instances, um, we're capable of, of, of being an experienced group. And so um, in those instances, short weeks are less significant. In other instances where we lack experience, we better be thoughtful about what we ask these guys to do and their level of readiness and in-helmet perspective on the preparation. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM from BetQL. Mike Tomlin just 48 hours ago talking about the Steelers' approach to Thursday night football against the Tennessee Titans. Welcome back into BetQL Daily alongside Joe O and Aaron. I'm Chris Mack in for Ed the rest of this week. And it just so happens to be right down the road in my backyard, Thursday night football tonight. A Steelers team whose offense, to well, to put it mildly, has been trash most of the season against a Titans team that brings rookie quarterback Will Levis in for his first road start. Titans getting two and a half on this one. The total still low, 36 and a half. And... There's a bunch of different ways to look at this, but I'll start with that Mike Tomlin soundbite there, guys. Mike Tomlin is loath to try and introduce too much on a short week. He knows what his team's strengths and weaknesses are, and he's going to try to play to them. Not that there won't be game planning for Tennessee and what they bring to the table, but this is what he does on short weeks. He leans into what he knows his team does well or does not do well, and tries to plan around that rather than trying to infuse too much new into a game plan when you only really get one legit practice. So it's entirely likely that you'll see a lot of similar stuff to what you saw Sunday against Jacksonville from the Steelers tonight. Doesn't give you hope for points being scored. The one big thing, Joe, they get Cam Hayward back up front. I don't know if he'll necessarily play 100% of the defensive snaps coming off an injury, but it's big for them in getting some sort of natural push or uh, pass rush against uh, the young quarterback, Will Levis. While some press conferences from Tomlin may get some national play, I'd imagine that you, after hearing every Tomlin press conference for his entire <laughs> tenure, that you, like, before it happens, you know exactly what he's going to say. And when the sentences start, you're like, okay, here comes this. He's going to hit on that, yeah. and he's going to hit a, You know the playbook. And that's, that's not a, saying it's a bad thing because uh, around the nation, many people are, are jealous. They would, they would love to have Mike Tomlin uh, as their, as their coach. Just first, first blush, looking at this game, looking at the situation a little bit, but more so the coaches, eh, a terrific matchup. And Vrabel and Tomlin, like you cannot argue that these are, these are not two top five, six uh, head coaches in the game that no matter what talent level they have, no matter how many or which players they're, they're missing that they're going to, fu- they're going to be in a dog fight. Like they're an underdog. Oh, well, they're going to be right there. They're going to find a way to be there. Both, both of these teams. That's why we talk about it so much on this show when they're sizable underdogs, especially when it's a field goal or more Steelers or the Titans, they're a look, they're a conversation every single week in this game. And the points by that you mentioned is interesting because last week it was three and a half. And then, you know, you, you have, Levis falling out, and then there's immediate reaction towards the Tennessee side. Part of that was because of the picket injury, but now 
we've we know that picket is going it's not going to be trubisky so maybe a little bit of movement on that side so, but it's been trickling down throughout the week which i find kind of interesting because people were in on levis earlier and then they're diving into that that tennessee win and his performance yeah it was impressive but Okay. Yeah, it was impressive, but it was at home. Impressive, yeah. but it was Atlanta, not Pittsburgh. Atlanta, much better defense, but they don't have a Watt character, right? We know that Fitzpatrick is out, but here comes Cam Hayward, as you mentioned. And then uh, the more you look in, into that, Levitz had an explosive touchdown in every quarter. Nobody thinks that's going to happen tonight. 47 yards, 16 yards, 61, a 33-yard touchdown in the fourth quarter that is unsustainable and if you look at the passing success rate it was 29 percent for levis so yes red zone would pop in and then you see levis with a big touchdown to hopkins again and again and again and that's what people see and that's what's highlighted but down to down it wasn't as successful as you would think and it's a it's a step up and now you're going on the road for the first time so my first thought was i got to go against levis how am i going to go against levis but it's the picket thing. Do you trust picket laying points, Aaron? Right? I really wanted picket to be good, but it doesn't look like it's heading in that direction for his career. I was hoping, but it's just been so inconsistent. I'm I'm not a picket fan anymore. The Will Levis thing is interesting. I mean, he obviously gives this team a spark, but Everything is going against him. Short week on the road against the Steelers. Really good defense. It's tough to figure out. The Titans secondary, not very good. Um, mm -hmm. Maybe the maybe the Titans do lean on Derrick Henry a little more in this game. That's why I was like, yeah, I'll take a shot on him over on his rushing yard prop yesterday. Today, I'm thinking who's going to be getting the ball on the Steelers side? Is it Deontay Johnson or is it Pickens? And Eileen Johnson here. So I'll be looking at receptions made, which is plus money, and also over his receiving yards. He's gone over his prop in two games. I think he's getting healthier. Uh, 56 and a half is a pretty good number. He's had, what, 89 and 85 and 79, sorry, in the last two games, um, receptions. So eight for 85 last week, five for 79 the week before that, Chris. So I think I'll be keying in on some Deontay Johnson props. Yeah, I'm with you. I like the receptions prop, actually. Over five and a half is plus 120 at BetMGM. So mm -hmm. I get good return on that because they're still without Pat Fryermuth in the past game. And Kenny Pickett's looking for a direction to be comfortable in. I'm assuming Tennessee's going to use Sean Murphy bunting to try and take away George Pickens as much as possible. Every team seems to be, when they go up against the Steelers, interested in taking Pickens and his big playability away. Totally understand that. It's been tough for him to get open. It's why people want to see. Mike Tomlin was asked on Tuesday, should George Pickens be getting the ball more? He had a simple one-word answer. Yes, but he's simply not getting open enough because teams are going out of their way to cover him. And so that leaves Deontay Johnson, a very comfortable target for Kenny Pickett. If he can get the ball to him more accurately than he did in a couple situations, including in, down in the end zone last week, then yeah, I love over five and a half for Johnson's receptions prop at plus 120. The other thing I keep an eye on is anything defensively for the Steelers. I looked it up last night. Uh, there, there was very good return on the Steelers' defense to score. I, I want to say it was a, a defensive touchdown for the Steelers was something like plus 300. I'd have to go back and look that up to make sure that that's correct. But 
they're going to do everything they can to force Will Levis into mistakes. I don't think, like I, I we, we talked about it during the break, I don't think they'll get too exotic with it because they've, they're without Mika Fitzpatrick, as Joe mentioned. So they'll keep it, I would think, somewhat vanilla on the back end. But TJ Watt, as you guys both mentioned, his brother JJ is coming to town to watch the game tonight. He's going to be salivating at the idea of Will Levis standing back there. He's got Cam Hayward back to draw a little attention in the other direction. Um, when the Steelers win this year, it's because their defense comes up big. TJ Watt has done mm-hmm. it several times already this season. He's on a defensive player of the year kind of track. I think it continues tonight. So I would probably sprinkle a little on the Steelers defense to come up with a big play here as well, even score a touchdown because they're going to have to, if they want to win because their offense is not scoring enough. If they want to win, they've got to force Will Levis into mistakes, Joe. Uh, Record a sack for TJ Watt. Yes is minus 200. (laughs) So it's going to be hard to find value on on that. Tackles and assists for him is set at two and a half. We'll we'll get more folks posting that number uh, throughout the day, but that's obviously juice to the over. Um, What about the Titans offense? Just the idea, like, what's Frable going to do? The thinking is, okay, he had a big game. That was an awesome scene, performed well against the Falcons. We know it's going to be a tough situation. It's a short week for the kid. It's hard to go back and like study what we did and learn from mistakes. And and now you're going to be in a raucous atmosphere and you're going to face one of the best defenders in the game that's going to look to get pressure. What do they do offensively? You would think they're going to lean on Derrick Henry. How much are they going to lean on Derrick Henry And I ask you, how have the Steelers been against the run? The the Henry props, 16 and a half attempts. So my first inclination is, oh, boy, they're just going to keep feeding the rock, whether they're successful or not. And uh, rushing yards, it's in the 68 to 70 and a half range. Is that the only place to really look to come up with an angle with Titans? Or is it, hey, there's an obvious connection with Hopkins. Maybe they just force feed that. Yeah, I I think if if they're smart, like you said, they're going to do their best to try and take as much of this off of Levis's shoulders as possible. And against the 27th ranked rush defense in the league, which is what the Steelers are, you mm-hmm. think that you've got to lean in on Derrick Henry. But they've quietly developed one of the best one-two combinations in the backfield in the league. Tajay Spears has been huge for them. His rushing prop tonight is only 19 and a half rushing yards. I'd jump all over the over. I think because they haven't really... They've gotten away from just making it the one-man show in Derrick Henry. Because, well, Derrick Henry's getting older. Derrick Henry's getting dinged up. He can't be the 25-carry-a-week guy much longer. And so, sprinkling some Tajay Spears. He catches the ball out of the backfield here and there. And I think I'm, he's already averaging close to 6 yards, 5.8 yards a carry, I think, this year. You get Tajay Spears just as a change-of-pace guy, say five, six carries, give him one drive. And I think it, it, that... That lines up perfectly for a nice low prop where if he gets five, six carries, you probably clear that over 19 and a half number. Um, we can ask Paul Charchian about Spears too in an hour. He should be familiar with them. Um, but that's that's where I would look. If if you're not comfortable with the Derrick Henry number, Aaron, at 70 and a half, which I know you jumped on yesterday and it's come down a couple yards, mm-hmm. um, then Ty J. Mm-hmm. Spears is a nice alternative, I think. The other thing I thought that was interesting, uh, I mentioned the Titans secondary, not very good. Kenny Pickett's pass attempts, 31 and a half. He's only gone over that twice. I'm like, apparently they're expecting him to pass the ball a lot, but 
I don't think I could get involved in that unless it was maybe under. That's that's a lot. That hmm. is a big number. I, I don't understand the the logic behind that. And well, other than the fact that the Steelers have had zero run game to speak of this year, Najee Harris hasn't been able to get on track. They get a little bit out of Jalen Warren here and there on third downs, but. Their offensive line has been terrible. They've got the two worst tackles. They're the worst tackle combination in football. They refused to start their first rounder, Broderick Jones, over Dan Moore Jr. at left tackle for some inexplicable reason. Their blocking leaves a lot to be desired, both run and pass game, but especially in the run. Pick it, even money to throw a pick. Is it happening? I don't know if there's enough opportunistic players on the back end for Tennessee for that to happen. He's still very careful with the football. Um, the one thing he has done this year, maybe at the expense of everything else, is cut down on those kind of mistakes. He may miss, and he's missed pretty often this year, this year through the first half of the season. But when he misses, yeah. he doesn't necessarily miss with a turnover-worthy play. So I, I don't know. Yeah, that, that's probably a no play for me just because they've done everything they can, and I think they'll do even more this week. Like I said, short week to keep it vanilla and insulate him from mistakes. Okay. I, I like that Spears look. That seems to be the most appealing with everything that I believe is going to happen tonight. I've had a tough, tough time with props because I think the points are going to be limited. And that's obviously yeah. why we have this short, short total of 36 and a half bet, bet down to the under after 37. I think it's worth, also worth bringing up primetime unders have hit at a very high rate this year. 19 and seven. I know it's been the year of the under in general, but primetime yeah. unders in particular. And then look at this. You got Levis against Pickett, you know, just days after his injury. And then let's see, Thursday night football, when the total is 40 or, or less, unders are 17 and four. Wow. Mm. So bad wow. offenses. You know, in a sense, some pretty good defenses. Like the Titans are good against the run. They're good at something, yeah. right? Yeah, young quarterbacks. Just what we believe, maybe Levis will change our mind, offenses that are not explosive in the least. In little prep time, if it's expected to go under, be a low-scoring game, it's probably going to be a low-scoring game. That That's what that trend tells me. I'm not a trend's Gosh. better, but I thought that was pretty telling, especially in this situation where, like Chris mentioned, you got one practice. Yeah, and if you're looking for a side, I mean, even look, money line, there's no value on the Steelers at minus 150, but a rookie quarterback has never gone into Heinz Field and won in prime time. Take that for what it's worth. It's 0-5. <laughs> so, uh, again, I, oh, I think man. the T.J. Watt factor is huge. It seems like every other week he comes up with the play that wins the game or puts them in position to win. So, I think Watt versus Levis is the most uh, – the most exciting thing to watch tonight to see if Will Levis can go on the road and kind of stand in there with the same sort of stones that he, he showed in college, right? He was always a gutsy guy yep. in college. And does he, does he have that now at this level? That's what makes me think, does he, am I wrong here? Do I need to be looking at Will Levis I, right now? I, I want to bet Levis two plus at least two interceptions, Touchdowns? but oh. no. At least two interceptions. <laughs> but I don't know if they're going to put him in that position. Vrabel's too smart yeah, they, for that. They they shouldn't. You're right. If they're smart about yeah. it, they won't. They'll lean in on Henry and Spears. It's BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, man, this is a weird slate, especially for survivor options. Week 9, we take a look at them. It's tough out there. Alongside Joe O and Aaron, I'm Chris Mack. This is BetQL Daily on the BetQL Network.